everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee. I want to kick off the show by saying thank you for listening. We are very early into our journey here. We are still on the A's, as I want to labour that point, but lots of people have been downloading, lots of people have been emailing, getting in touch. Pe- people are coming on the show who are fans of Alpha Metallica to do songs, and if you want to do that, get in touch with me. Happy to hear from you, happy to have you on, metallicapod at gmail.com. If you're new to the show, Alpha Metallica is an alphabetical trek through one of my favourite bands ever, Metallica. We're taking the whole putting in alphabetical order and yeah just going song by song basically so we've covered quite a few albums already you know we've done like the the garage inc and 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 the load we did two load songs early on and now we're getting to an injustice song which i'm really really excited about the title track specifically but you know today's guest is is quite special really uh to me in a certain sense and maybe some other people across the globe as well we'll we'll get into that shortly and the reason is um me me and sam are you know great friends from when we were very young probably about 16 17 sort of thing and you know we, we we did a podcast together in fact it was my my first podcast similar podcast to this one where uh you know it was all about tom waits as opposed to metallica and myself and sam just went through each album so it it was about 20 or so episodes was it sam 23 was it in the end uh and and there was four youtube exclusive bonus episodes (laughs) Uh, we we can't we can't forget them Uh, (laughs) yeah it was uh it was down in the hole and uh me and sam you know um kind of discovered tom waits almost together really when we were kind of that age uh really obviously tom waits an incredible uh singer songwriter tom waits who in a way i think prepared me for saint anger and that's why i love it because he kind of has that junkyard kind of vibe to it i know exactly what you mean like those shifts in uh, a conventional band might be seen to be a bit too vulgar and garish but if you listen to like tom waits someone doing vaudeville to you know punk rock "Ah, it's fine cool whatever yeah yeah you know the the, the dissonance is to be expected and so yeah if you do want to check that out if you are interested in in tom waits tour check out our podcast down in the hole we're going to be getting it up on the actual podcast feed at the moment there's not every episode (laughs) on there for um uh, yeah uh, we have have had people on the on the twitter complaining about that already which which is good i'm glad they're complaining and i'm glad there's a bit of a bit of a bit of clamor this is is alpha metallica but yeah uh, for more more down in the whole business check us out down in the whole search tom waits podcast all that good stuff but yeah i I did it i did it with sam and it is sam it's great to have you on as as well you know just to go Mm from this song in particular but obviously i always wanted to get you on the show just before we get into the introduction i just want to urge people as well to subscribe to the channel um it be it on itunes uh please leave us a review on itunes as well or just subscribe to us on any podcast feed you're on uh, also on youtube we greatly appreciate it. we don't have that many youtube subscribers so if you know if you do listen to it on that format definitely subscribe to us on there as well we've also got a patreon yeah have you subscribed <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Okay, good, it's always good, good, good. it's always nice every uh, every Monday along yeah. with uh, other, yeah, great. I'm trying to work on the thumbnails as well because I'm aware they're slightly kind of base looking. But um... are you going to have individual ones with you in kind of meme clickbaity poses? Or... No, not especially. No, it's not a bad idea though. Um... You'll never guess what happened on Saint Anger. What? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna. I, I think for the standard episodes such as this one, we're just doing Alpha Metallica songs. It'll just be you know um, Saint standard plain sort of thumbnail. But I am doing a few. Um, I'm doing a history of Metallica and Megadeth. Um, that'll be released on the channel soon. Uh, I'm doing that with a good friend of the show, Adam. We're going to sort of examine the two bands, sort of, you know, twinned histories and all the times they've overlapped, all the, all the great music they've put out as well, just an appreciation of the band. I'm also going to be doing um, a kind of a long, I kind of might do it solo. Like, I don't know if you're aware that Guns N' Roses and Metallica went on like this kind of world breaking tour in 1992. 
Mm-hmm. It was this oh giant, you know, the two biggest bands in the world at the time did, you know, all the major stadiums. They did like two hour sets each. And there was even a huge riot in Montreal. It was kind of a crazy tour. <laughs> and, you know, I think they did about 30 shows or something. So I'm going to be doing a little documentary on that as well. So they're going to have their own thumbnails. Uh, look out for those. But the, the, the latest thing that I've done, um, that will be coming out on the YouTube channel very shortly, probably about a week or so after this is released. But if you want to listen to it, first of all, go onto our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash alpha Metallica. If you want to give back to the show, if you want to listen to these kind of uh exclusive material before they come out i interviewed paul Brannigan, sam um he is um ex kerrang editor uh for, oh, many, wow. for many many years um actually he's the equivalent of barney hoskins in tom waits language him and ian winwood um a fellow heavy metal journalist uh, have wrote birth school metallica death and into the black which are two definitive definitive metallica biographical works um they're fucking phenomenal i had him on the show yesterday it's on the patreon now it'll be on the youtube in about a week or so so if you want to get it go on the patreon but yeah it was an awesome discussion awesome to have him on but sam i'm I, I here for you man and you know we know awesome. each other we know each other quite well musically to a certain extent you know i, I think that did I introduce you to the Beatles? Is that right? As well as Tom Waits? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I was actually going to mention that on the other podcast. We're going we're gonna to be recording later. That is something you have over me. Uh, and, and you'll have that with Tom Waits as, as, yeah. as well. But it's not over. Not, uh, it's, just, it's just sharing. It's just like... It like, is. <laughs> it is. But like having having that authority, like you have to check out this album, then this album, and then you guide them on on that on that journey. It kind of cushions cushions the the blow a bit. But you know, I'm glad to be here. I must say, it's nice to hand the reins over to, to someone else for a change. Yeah, you yeah, know, nice. um, you know, just worry for those potential witty comebacks, really. <laughs> no, they're uh, coming. They're coming. Um, so. You know, I'm, I'm aware to a certain extent that you weren't new to Metallica. I don't think we talked about them explicitly in well, our conversations, but yeah, I've had like frequent little bursts here and there of Metallica. But like this podcast has been like a, a, a good excuse for me not to listen to some Paul McCartney for a change and right, kind of right, really right. soak in the thrash, as and, as and, it were. Why do you mention Paul McCartney, Sam? Well, I mention Paul McCartney because it's a kind of obvious uh, segue into into my plug. Uh, right. Well, uh, well, well, get that out of the way. I don't want to bore your listeners for too no, long. Please, please. Uh, I do a podcast on Paul or, or nothing. Basically, we did uh, Down in the Hole, and and after that's what kind of Lennon McCartney split that calamity. <laughs> uh, in the kind of ashes of that, in the way Paul McCartney had to kind of forge his own career and his new band with Wings, right. I had to kind of take what I knew how 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 to do, do an album review show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was more or less solely focused on you know Paul McCartney album reviews, uh, you know, kind of a, a, sh- a snapshot biography of Paul, his life around that time with the history of each album as well as you know the generic song by song review that we always did and loved mm-hmm. i love I, I love doing them with paul obviously it's a great excuse to talk about his often underrated back catalogue but yeah. over time it's, it's, you know it's become clear that the listeners are more interested in the kind of bonus episodes where i get kind of musicians mm. uh, guys who were, were in the in wings uh, authors journalists that kind of thing just to come on and talk about paul really and yeah. Obviously, as you know, they're the fastest ones to to produce. They're the ones you obviously have the most fun doing, and that's kind of where 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 the show's going now. But um, we're we're just about to review Wings at the speed of sound, yeah. and I'll be I'll be reviewing Wings over America with you later. Yes, and hopefully yes. I'll have you back for McCartney too. Yes, I will, I will definitely be on the podcast as well. So if you didn't already have excuse to check that out, yes. check that out now. Uh, Paul, no, I um, think. Yes, uh, it's called Paul or Nothing. Obviously, you can you, you can check us, check us out on Twitter at uh, at McCartney Pod. It'll, it'll, it'll be in the description. We will, all of that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get that get that through with clarity. But you know, obviously, obviously yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be around. I'm sure. Um, now let, let's get to Metallica. Um, yeah, first nice. memories, first experiences. 
so being the kind of, and I think you'll kind of agree with this statement, frankly, quite lazy person when it comes to getting out there and discovering new music. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of like I do need a little a little push, kind yeah. of like Gandalf and Bilbo. Sure. And unfortunately for the narrative of this episode, Metallica is one of the few bands you didn't get me into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually my dad. Um, oh. I I remember. Um, well, well, for two reasons. One, because he bought Sky, and that and that allowed me to watch music videos on Kerrang and Scuzz when right. I was a wee lad. <laughs> Scuzz, you know, yeah. You know, and they and, and they were oddly gripping. Obviously, you you, you wouldn't get say anger on Kerrang. It would be all. It would always be on be on Scuzz. It was yeah. a little bit heavier, a little bit more challenging. But I remember the music video for one. Like mm. that really, that really had had an impression on me. Like the way it was put together, and like the audio was mixed in with the movie and the imagery. Yeah. Like that 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 legless and armless man was fucked up, and. Uh, then one holiday plane ride, my dad gave me his own personal kind of LimeWire mixtape <laughs> of Metallica Greatest Hits. I know um, Alex Cottrell was on the show and, and uh, he mentioned LimeWire mm-hmm. and he gave me a shout out. So shout out to uh, Caught on the Wire as well. Right. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, my dad's a big uh, For Whom the Bells Tolls man mm. himself. Um, whenever he claims to like bands, he just kind of says one song over and over again. Uh, and maybe our mutual friend, Danny O'Gorman, yep. who is um, going to do the thumbnail for this show, I think he introduced me to a bit here and there, but he was also into Marilyn Manson at that, at that time. Yeah. Which kind of scared my younger self. Yep, yep. But you know, unfortunately, due to my sheltered upbringing and fear of things edgy, I was kind of absent of metal, but right. with Spotify, Master of Puppets, St. Anger, Black Album. Uh, what's the first album, album called? I really uh, Kill them all. Yeah, I really quite like the rawness and kind of mm. band, uh, garage band quality of uh, Kill 'Em All. Mm-hmm. But like I say, this podcast has been, has been a great excuse to check out and Justice for All. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was talking to another one of our mutual friends, Ryan, and he's so happy that I'm listening to Metallica now. It's like I've, I've discovered Jesus or something <laughs> for him, or uh, yeah, just loves- to quit drugs. Yeah, yeah, he, lo- he loves Metallica, Ryan. Uh, me and him, uh, one of my oldest friends, we're going to do Battery, so that should be uh, that should be a really really fun that's episode. A, that's a good song yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan. I, 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 yeah, I have great memories of me, Ryan, and Danny all together in in his car, inebriated in one way or another, doing right. a kind of a cappella version of one. Ryan was on drums, I was on lead guitar, Danny was on the on on the other lead. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was it was beautiful as oh as it was lame, really. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so you know you're not you're not di- you're not unfamiliar uh, with Metallica up to me asking you to listen to this song but you, but you said this was a new album this is quite a different kind of metallica within within the song and justice for all far mm-hmm. denser w- was it surprising to you uh so i'd listened to the black album and master of puppets and i kind of i, I, I like the kind of you know more mass appeal quality of the black album and then master was kind of oh yeah you know i can kind of bang my head to this on mm. the bus uh and from what i've read online and stuff I do get that this is kind of the more roided up version of Master of Puppets. The songs are longer, the songs are louder, right. and there's 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 a lot more yeah, finesse and overlaying, and it's kind of getting a lot more complicated. Yeah. Blackens great. I love Eye of the Beholder. That's fun, um, but I didn't rate it as 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 high as high as the the rest. It kind of loses steam for me as an album uh, towards the second side. I'm kind of less inclined to a lot of that nerdy technical guitar playing that right. doesn't appeal to me i'd rather have the pop album right 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 yeah but, you know it is it is a little bit more technical it's kind of like the beatles and revolver and sergeant pepper really where it's getting kind of you know hard and hard for them to recreate their their studio sound in front of a live audience as well because i've seen so many youtube videos of this song they they perform this so much despite the fact that they claim to not be able to yeah. do it. um it's a it, it's, it's a it's a by fan demand song oh yeah and there was there was one video that 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 really struck me. Uh, it was at the 2014 Rock AM Ring. Uh, oh concert. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it, well, it was a bit patchy. 
Well, patchy to, to, to say the least, because yeah. like, this is some recent stuff, and the band is on top of the world at, 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 at this point. I didn't know until you explained to me a, a couple of months ago how big Metallica like were and still are. Mm. It's, it's it's really quite immense. They're the biggest band in the world. They are the biggest and, band in the world. Yeah, and you know they do this kind of gimmick whereby the audience could vote for the next song for the band to play, mm. and rather you know amusingly Hetfield remarks that the total number of votes for this particular poll in the concert was probably so high because they'd just played say anger and it was like so divisive right. and he said it was a misunderstood album but whatever mm-hmm. and I after agree. some extensive uh, band sound mic checks and stuff the scores frankly you know it kind of squeaks into and justice for all and it's you know oh crap none of the instruments are tuned in correctly ah. and then and then they're all playing the wrong parts as well it's, it's a real oh, mess shit. Runnies are running on, you know, running on stage like hamsters. Everyone's looking really annoyed. The crowd are just like stood still, motionless, kind of getting really irate. Then, like, they kind of like go, okay, right, here we, here we go again. They dive back into the song again. And then after about a minute and a half of, again, some kind of frankly wobbly and justice for all, right. one of them really, really fucks up. I don't know, who, uh, uh, I don't know if it was if it was the lead or rhythm, sure. and it throws everyone else off. And it takes the band two attempts to get into the song again. It's a real shambles. Yes. I, I, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. I've heard of this. Really I've not bad. seen it. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. I only remember it because the um, Rock AM ring gig recently this year, there was like a terrorist scare there. But I was like, oh, cool. oh God, not, don't hurt, don't hurt, but Metallica, please. No, not James, not James. It wouldn't happen on his watch. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting you say that, actually. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't kind of grip, maybe not so much, obviously, those sort of technical stuff. You kind of have to understand the context for it, I suppose, to a certain extent, where with the, with the death of, the, you know, the sad death of Cliff and this kind mm-hmm. of guiding light in terms of, like, where to move the creativity, where to go with it, dealing with that grief, mourning, going very quickly back into the into the cycle of world touring and album, etc., you know, kind of like... not not disrespecting it but just kind of you know moving on um there comes this sense of inwardness in the album of getting more complicated of getting longer and you know this is a long long song um in the mm-hmm. pantheon of metallica long songs and sometimes i think most of the time they they can pull it off really i think you know they've got a lot of songs i think they've got something like 20 30 songs above eight minutes or something in their back yeah they, you know, they, they have... this is their fourth longest song fourth and longest, yeah. you know it's like Song length is is something that's kind of you know it it varies from person to person. Yeah. But you know you've got Iron Butterflies in the Garden of Vida, and stuff like that, and just these really long songs that are, that are real classic tunes. And obviously you've got a guy like me from Paul or Nothing, mm-hmm. and Paul McCartney is a guy who is obviously always so indulgent, and his songs always take far too long to end. And obviously this song and just for all at the end of the day it is far too long it yeah. doesn't it doesn't carry to the end the end the end of the song obviously we're going to get into the song kind of bit bit by bit because it does have some quite ob- obvious yeah. segments yeah. but it is indulgence from its purest form and um when you uh, when you advise me to watch some kind of monster which mm. i loved by the way oh yeah they kind of spoke of the band's ego in the past where it was kind of like running right uh, rampant really like every mm. bit every, every member of the band had you know, a total say. And you can kind of tell that, like, no one's saying this solo should be a little bit shorter, no one's saying the song should be a little bit shorter. Let's let 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 let's have two less verses, you know. It really is quite indulgent. Mm-hmm. And the second half of the song sadly isn't as interesting as the first. The solo doesn't wow me or grip me. No. It's somewhere between twenty five and fifty percent too long. I wouldn't say it's definitely fifty yeah. percent but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. after after about the five minute mark, it's not as it's not as powerful. And by the time James comes back to, and sings again, it's, it's a little bit too yeah, little too late yeah, for me. Yeah, really. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think 
in terms of the longer songs they'd done prior to this, you know, I'm thinking explicitly of Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. It's a long song. I think it's almost as long as this, but it has a really fascinating, beautiful, you'll only hear it once, middle section. Whereas this one, they just repeat the intro riff heavier as the middle section. And yes. it's just very yes. uninspiring. And then I agree, when you get to that third verse, it, it's not great. And I just want to quote quickly from um, Birth School Metallica Death, mm-hmm. which is what I said before. Paul Brannigan and Ian Wynn would obviously had Paul Brannigan on the show. It's on Patreon if you listen to this in the future. It'll be on the youtube channel check it out it was great to have him on um the book covers 1983 to 1991 and speaking of injustice for all explicitly it says blackened was the first song the group worked on and they did so as a quartet in a process Ulrich describes as the famous you know let's get everyone together and try to work on stuff but it never really went anywhere remembers the drummer over the course of metallica's career whenever we get too many people to be part of the writing thing it always ends up being not so good so instead, Hetfield and Ulrich squirreled themselves away in the drummer's garage, listening to riffs recorded on tapes and editing the notes and chord progressions into place. Such was the complexity of the structure of each of the compositions that began to emerge that Hetfield resorted to making written charts in order to help him to commit each song's component parts to memory. Back then, remembers Ulrich, we just tried to cram as much shit into the songs as possible. But it wasn't like we had to keep cramming until they were nine minutes long. It was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And there we have Ulrich, um, you know, giving us a little bit of insight there. And it does feel that 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 kind of rock star, I don't want to call it arrogance, because I think there is a sense of exploration there. And Mm -hmm. I think there's certain elements of And Justice For All um, as an album, uh, rather than a song, which is probably going to happen throughout this episode. (laughs) It's like, what Mm -hmm. what are we here talking about here? But as an album as a whole, I like the direction it took Metallica. And there are certain quicker elements within the band that are exhibited on on Blackened and and Shortish Straw and Dyer's Eve that I think are really well. And I think you would only get that through kind of allowing themselves to languish and, and work mm-hmm. on these grooves that Lars wants to do but I think listening to this song as a, as a song as, as not as a Metallica nerd just trying to appreciate where it's from what it is it just is too long like you know mm-hmm. you, you've really got to do something with the middle or the back end to legitimize that duration so like it starts off well it starts off really well almost like you know battery mm. it, it comes in with my favorite kind of metallica lengthy yeah. you know twisty something is about to unfold and twist it intro mm-hmm. and oh, you there yeah oh so oh, oh sorry man. Yeah, yeah, cut, off for, yeah, cut off for a sec like I've, i'm really fond of that kind of juxtaposing from that softer more melodic dare i say it more soulful intro and with that inevitable shift, shift into the oh shit here we go the, the thrashy stuff lars is coming in stuff and and justice for all gets even more mileage out of this technique as it kind of has a couple of fake outs that tease that 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 heavier sound but i love the early melodic counter and compliment melodies mm. where it's, it's very classical almost viking-esque the kind of music that makes yeah. you want to sail forth in a long boat <laughs> and then and then and then like lars joins joins in for the third round doesn't he yeah and then yeah. The, the, it, the guitar sound in, in, in intensifies and it's great how there's no subtlety about what you're meant to feel and then it's going to shift into this real jolting move where it's going to make you want to get off the long boat and just start pillaging mm. and it, you, you, you just swell to this point and then it goes dun 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 and obviously, that's something I've noticed you've done it in your show. Lots of people seem to have to mouth Metallica. Oh, yeah. Very, very much like Tom Waits. We, we, we have to go, like, oh, yeah. fairy tales. <laughs> you, have, you have to go, or, you do. You God, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wrong. That is the best part, part of the song. Once it shifts into that, that is easily my favorite part of the song. It, it's that really surging, catchy riff, and it's really mm. intense. It's a, it's the, it's the bit where if I'm on my bike, I feel like, yes, Metallica are a great band for a workout. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree as well. The intro is lovely. 
um you know that metallica have, have done this quite a bit at this point in their career you know doing these mm. kind of faux classical intros that, that really work really mm. compelling you know very tolkien-esque sim- yeah very tolkien-esque very deceptively simple actually if you play this on guitar i remember hearing this as a kid thinking oh this sounds quite finger-picking and intricate but when you actually play it on guitar it's, it's kind of just one single shape that's moving up and down the fretboard it sounds brilliant though okay. um you know and it's classic metallica uh, let's look at sanitarium let's look at fade to black let's look at one you know that introduction of that sort of slight arpeggio shift and then a, quite a nice lead on the top do 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 like kind of the really mm-hmm. you know kirk is known for these big bends these marty freeman-esque high fret octave shifts and he does it here on a much lower register that just works so well above it it does and you know the idea in a song it's a very common idea really the juxtaposition between the soft and the hard you know you want to look at something like nirvana perhaps who exhibit it a bit more explicitly in kind of verse chorus but here we have something similar where the kind of softer classical guitar is becoming the heavier riff you know we heard this on battery as well but it's done very well like it's mm-hmm. kind of stupid when you're like oh it's you know it's this kind of slow guitar it becomes fast guitar or whatever but like when you the execution is very very sweet the harmonies on the top the, the, the heraldic sense of marching it's a shame as i say that it became back for the bridge because i think it robs it a little bit of its majesty you know battery never returns to its yeah. intro it, it doesn't need to really but uh, i love i agree i love the intro i love the intro is brilliant it is charmingly abrasive, but you are right. When it, it does come back, it is a bit like you know seeing the alien from Alien the second time. You know, right. You're never you're never going to have that that scare you yeah. you once had again. Uh, and I do just like how they kind of pulled pulled the rug out and that sense of security of that melodic intro, and then it just gets you ready for the rest of the song. It's just a shame the rest of the song does go on. Uh, the song gets about twenty five percent more generic for me when James starts singing. It just sounds a bit more like um, you use the word stock. And I, look, the song for me uh, vocally is just is just not strong as the guitar work in the song. I, I can't quite put out a particular feel. I just think it's slightly unremarkable. Whereas you know all the guitar parts have a slightly distinctive and fun and work separately and as a whole. A lot of the vocal elements like the chorus and the verses don't kind of have that cohesion, feel kind of patchier and cobbled together. Mm. It does have that kind of thing where you were talking about where you can feel the guttural, shamanic, primordial feel where they kind of get the syllables out first ready mm. and then they kind of build, build the lyrics around that. It does kind of have that Cro-Magnon strength as it yeah. were, kind of you know bringing it above that kind of clunky word and uh, yeah, okay. the lyrics are, are okay. Obviously, we'll like, get onto the lyrics in, in in a moment. But there are several moments I do like. You know, I can't believe the price you pay. Like, you know, there are so many movements that mm. you, you're gonna like something, but it feels like they're kind of throwing as many ideas out there as possible and seeing what sticks. Really, it doesn't have the cohesion as like one or battery. No, me. it's not classic, is it? It's very good. It's it's slightly distinctly just not classic. Yeah, it? it's just yeah. like eh! it's good. It's like seventy nine percent. It's good. It, like, I do really like the song. I agree what you're saying about the verses. I think one of the problems with the verses is it's James' enunciation. I quite like the lyrics, actually. I think the lyrics, Halls of justice painted green, money talking, power walls beset your door, hear them stalking. I think it's quite it, powerful. It's like 90s rap, that does. I, 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 quite, I, I quite like it. Like, I think um, a lot of people in this era point to the, I think it's Seattle 89 performance on the Unjustice Tour where they perform this song. Incredible performance. Never seen such energy mm. from the band. And James' singing is way better on that performance than, than this 
recording. I, I, th- I think all in all, the Injustice for All album recording production wise was kind of poor. It kind of has this scoop sound that you know just doesn't sound very fresh, really. Even though it's still interesting compositionally, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I kind of what I like is I, I like the guitar parts in this song. I agree with you more than I probably like the vocals. I like, lo- I love the na 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 na. You know, very basic, very flashy. Probably one of the most repetitive riffs Metallica ever used in a song. It's really Black Sabbath esque because it anchors the song. You know, it really is the song's always going back to that very dominant riff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, I love as well um, the the verse riff, the verse riff that goes under halls just into bum ba dum bum ba ba bum bum ba, and then it repeats a da na 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 na. Like even in verse riff, that kind of that ending is still sneaking in here. And then mm-hmm. also the, the the build riff as well, where you get the legato na 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 That kind of close, that kind of space out in the obscure density of the song you know there is such inventiveness here that you know james is obviously incredibly intelligent i assume james wrote most of this. he just wrote the majority of metallica's riffs i assume james wrote the majority of this it, 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 it's crazy and and it's helped i don't know if you notice as well the drums are very exploratory and ponderous at points they can be very flashy very full air but often you know you, lars is just kind of hitting toms absently dum, 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 dum. yeah it is it's it's it is very shamanic like like i said earlier it does have that kind of little rhythm that just carries you through in the background and it is nice to listen to a lot of the separate elements uh i can't agree with you lyrically though i think lyrically it's quite um almost system of a downy right. high school hippie-ish uh, there's, 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 <laughs> justice there's, is know, lost man it's, like you know it's gone Maybe, you know, I'm being a little bit pessimistic, you know, right. growing up in the era of postmodernism and, right. you know, seeing far too many of the UK's tepid spoken word artists. But, I mean, you know, it just sounds a little a little bit juvenile for me. You know, justice is lost, justice is raped, yeah. justice is gone. But, you know, the way it's sung is better. And, and like I say, it does ele- elevate it again. But I guess, you know, with a song like this, you know, even the message... It's something that even the most PC of suburban mums can can agree with, you know. Yeah, I think I think we all should have justice. I should buy this song for little, you know, for little Billy, right. and hopefully, you know, little kids did get into this song that way. But it is the group's fourth longest song, and it just I can't keep, you know, coming back to it enough enough really. I was listening to it um, on the Through the Nether sound. Uh, sorry, mm. I was listening to it on the Through the Never soundtrack, and James is unintelligible on it right. he's he's, okay. he's he's really quite bad and that just makes the song feel even longer and it is less cohesive so it does just feel like eh, it, i'm just not getting enough out of this and you know when you were watching return of the king and you were just like okay i can see where this song is going to end and the audience is thinking yep yeah, this is where the where, where, where the thing should end now and it's like oh it's still going mm. it's really still going mm. it's not like you know waits is the road to peace or innumerable other Metallica songs where you really can immerse yourself in their size and breadth, but it just gets too repetitive too too yeah. quickly for me. Yeah, yeah. And something that doesn't help the song either is the fairly forgettable solo. Um, you is. know, Kirk is Kirk is a patchy guitar player. You know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. Obviously, I love the guys in Metallica. You know, he's part of the legacy, undeniably. But he's soloing like you know, I've been doing a lot of prep for this Megadeth episode, and, and when I listen to what the work Marty Friedman does on these Megadeth songs of the same era, like it's just you cannot compare. Like you know, the creativity that Marty does to the kind of just staleness that Kirk does. There really is a bingo checklist of where he's going to go with this, and it starts off with that really boring. <laughs> 
down. Like, it really, there's no <laughs> excitement to that lick at all. Like, you know, it's very sort of soap opera-esque almost. And then it just kicks into his very, like, you know, I, I appreciate you said the guitar nerd stuff earlier. And like, I'm myself, I'm not going to get into it too depth. But people know sort of the way he just kind of picks open strings and descends the fretboard and often plays against the riff and kind of throws odd bends in there. Like, th- there's no mm. story being told, really. The- there are brilliant Kirk solos, do not get me wrong. When a good Kirk solo up, I will praise it to the end. But this solo, I mean, again, it just, you know, if there was something in the middle that could maybe even, like, you know, substitute as a middle section to give it a bit more of an inquisitive nature, that that could exist there. But it, it doesn't. It, it It's fairly uh, rote. It is almost just a, a generic pop solo, really, where it, it just kind of follows the song in a kind yeah. of un, un, unimaginative kind of obvious way really you know i don't want to sound too apathetic towards towards this song i do know why people like it yeah. i do know why oh, it's yeah. a, a kind of a, a a semi-classic i had fun singing it today on my bike ride i must confess mm-hmm. but i was saying i've noticed with metallica there's a uh, there's increasingly fewer and fewer songs that you can sing kind of when you're out in in, in public really Right. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it is it is a popular song as well, we should reiterate. They you know, they voted for Metallica according to their website have performed this song two hundred and fifty seven times live. Um, wow. the first time it was played was on September the eleventh, nineteen eighty eight in Budapest, Hungary. It was last performed August ninth, twenty fourteen in Montreal, Canada. So yeah, there is um you know, it's 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 quite a regular feature. I'm sure it will come back, you know, people do love the song. I have to say as well, the song is quality. Like I love Metallica from this era. I love to see the things that they're coming out with. I think this is a, a strong track that just needs that kind of that pruning you know that, that bob rock in their follow-up this wouldn't have got through his sieve you know i think i think kind mm-hmm. of he has a bit more of an attention detail before he became kind of part of team metallica or ever so later on but you know it, it, it's all in all a good song I'm, and i'm glad to have you on to talk about this one because i think it's one that needs to be discussed i do like the song it, it wasn't one that i knew about when i first came uh, to metallica it was you know i just I was like okay let's just absorb this and see what's going to going, going to happen and i wasn't shocked i wasn't offended i was like okay i can see why people like this i'm not going to put it on my playlist i'm not going to like you know if i'm if i'm hanging out with you and Ryan, i'm not going to try and in, impress you by putting on this song i wouldn't really <laughs> waste 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 my time Let, right. let's let's put blackened on that's yeah. the better song True. and this song does suffer from coming after blackened it really does it's such a good opening and it's so and it, it is a bit more concise even though it is very very long but it is a little more tight and yeah, it's yeah. It, it works far better and it puts you in a mood where you, you don't really want to put up with this with this and justice for all come on let's get the album going maybe have this a little later but it's getting very annoying now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no that, that's fair yeah i think thinking of it in that track listen already a black and is is by far the superior song definitely one of their their best ever songs in my opinion i, I love black and can't wait to get onto that mm-hmm. quite shortly uh with a great guest <laughs> as well um but you know th- this as a whole sam closing thoughts on this track you know i mean in the kind of pantheon of what you know of metallica is this something you rank highly or uh it's it's not going to go up there with the the common hits you know it's no enter sandman for me sure. it's no it's no it, it, it doesn't ring ring as a real classic like we said i'm not going to try and get people onto it with this song i, d- I don't think and just and justice for all would be the album you you give to anyone first really it is it is one of those ones you you come to later mm. and I do like how technical it is. You can appreciate the production. You can appreciate how much effort has clearly gone into it. And then you get to the solo, like you say, and it does feel kind of generic and, oh, okay, this where where did the effort go and where did the energy go that was obviously in blackened? And it just skirts that kind of 7 out of 10 mm. 
region really i don't know if you give numerical values to anything uh, yeah not 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 explicitly no but grades but, you know like c c plus b know. minus b I mean, minus if you want to if you want to implement that for your time on the show that is no problem i'm sure it uh I'm sure it will three be stars maintained. three stars three stars three stars two thumbs up or no two no, thumbs but, up is the best one isn't it but yeah no it was it, i agree on that sort of general mm-hmm. scale i do agree i think that you know it, it's admirable um certainly it's it's a, it, you know um got some great parts on it no doubt um i like the intention as well kind of similar to master of Puppets, exploring these wider themes in 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 this terms of the justice system you know straightforward as as that and you know it, it does have good moments but as a kind of cohesive piece within the context of the album within the context of the pantheon of metallica it's not one of my uh, top tracks sam i can understand that i really can it's just again it's wonderfully okay it really is it's like i'm i'm glad it's on this album it's 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 a great little thing to get you from point a to point b from fit from finishing another another metallica album but it's 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 not it's not a classic and unfortunately it just doesn't resonate with with me as a new listener perhaps back then when it first came out it may have had a little more bite and a little more edge to it lyrically you know lyrically as well it may have had a little more relevance and a little more teeth to it but you know who knows in this kind of trumpian era it may have more you know relevance now than ever but it it, it just seems kind of flat to me I'm, yeah yeah okay yeah and and, and- it doesn't excite me and i wouldn't i wouldn't be i wouldn't be happy if they played it for you when you when you go see them in in, in birmingham uh, yeah oh my god i'd be happy if they are oh, I, I want them to play anything but yeah i'd be happy to see this song live I, I you know i like this song would you be happy if they fucked it up twice in a row i'd be upset but i mean i, I feel that they're tighter than then even i feel like on this current hardwired run they're just you know they're they're a well-oiled machine um <laughs> but yeah that is injustice for all really uh you know please let us know um, what you thought about Avan Justice for All as well? Please comment below. I think there there will be a backlash to this one. Obviously, you're not doing like a hagiography on on this. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, think you'll ever do that. But there will be backlash to this and your Saint Anger stuff. There's going to be backlash <laughs> back backlash to that as well. There's, um, I yeah. uh, I actually opened up Twitter um, the other day uh, at Metallica Pod. If you want to follow us, by the way, um, post loads of stuff about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chaosware, who's a good friend of the show, is going to come on the show soon. He has a fantastic YouTube channel. You can follow him at Chaosware. That's K-A-O-S-W-A-R-E, Metal, Chaosware Metal. Uh, he's a guitarist, does loads of Metallica stuff, loads of this original stuff, loads of inspired covers. We've been chatting a little bit. He's going to get on the show. And he got in touch, and he just basically, I just basically said, what do you, you know, think of Unjustice for All? And he was the first, the only guy to get in touch. And he said, uh, one of Metallica's most intricate songs, Prog Metal before Prog Metal was a thing, and despite its length, always great song to hear live. Which which I think, again, kind of echoes my sentiment, really. I think if I was to this live, I'd, I'd count myself lucky you know to, to kind of witness this sort of stuff and we will be back next week i should say if you want to listen to the next episode by the way which is anesthesia mm-hmm. pulling teeth it will be out on the patreon friday the 9th i'm doing that with john moore actually sam a uh, good friend of the show oh really uh, yeah. awesome yeah, yeah yeah john is a you know talented guitar bass player for a dirty indie band you may have heard <laughs> of uh, called Pleasure House. Um, so I'm really excited. John's an old friend of mine, big Metallica fan I as well. I just missed their last gig. I really wanted to right, go. Right, I was, right. was, was, was going to get a hotel and everything, yeah, actually. Yeah. Shout out Pleasure House. And uh, we'll be doing Anesthesia Pulling Teeth. That'll be out on Monday normally, but if you want to listen to that a little earlier, check it out. It'll be on Friday. Patreon.com forward slash Alpha Metallica. Please subscribe to us. Uh, please follow us. MetallicaPilotGmail.com, all that stuff. Sam, any any parting words, my friend? Thank you very much for having me on on the on the show. Obviously, congratulations to your obviously instant success on the show, dude. Right. You know, it was a, a pleasure of me for you know this is the second one of your shows you've 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 had me on. I promised I'd never mentioned the battle rap re- right. resume thing. Uh, shout out to 
at McCartney Pod. I I host yeah. Paul or Nothing. It's my Paul McCartney podcast. I have people on. I talk about the albums. Tom will plug it for me on all on, on all this stuff down it's down down below. Thank you very much. It's a great way to keep our friendship alive. Really, we've moved away, but these these uh, pods keep, keep us together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is justice after all, in a certain sense. And Sam, thank you so much. I want to urge people to listen to Paul or Nothing. Sam's Paul McCartney podcast. It is really good. He's had some fantastic interviews on there as well as his reviews, as I'm sure you can tell. So yeah, this has been Tom Alpha Metallica. We'll be back next week for Anesthesia. If you want to get in touch with the show, if you enjoy the show, if you hate the show, if you disagree, MetallicaPod at gmail.com at MetallicaPod. Great to hear from you. Peace. Peace.